Welcome to the Special Interest Podcast. I'm Alex. And I'm Carly. We are the creators and hosts. As two women who received late autism diagnoses, we are passionate about educating, celebrating, and highlighting autistic identities. This life-changing diagnosis opened a whole new world to us both. Our special interests have been so important in our journey of self-discovery through our autism diagnosis. Special interests provide autistics with an element of regulation, comfort, and support. We want to provide a platform where others can share the joy of their special interests. Our podcast aims to represent diverse autistic identities through an inclusive community where autistic voices are valued, validated, and seen. We're excited for you to join us on our journey of learning and story sharing. Join us weekly as we share about our own experiences and other autistic stories. Welcome back to the pod, everyone. Welcome back, gals and pals. To begin, let's just take a moment for space. Take a nice deep breath. And center yourself. And we're grateful you're here with us. Thank you for being here. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to listen to us and tune into this moment. We're so thankful that you're here. So today we're going to be talking about the voice and no, not the TV show, but our actual talking voices. It's a topic that we've touched on in some previous episodes, but we wanted to dive a little deeper into that today. But first, how did your week go, Alex? My week is good. So far, it's going much better than last week. I have way more spoons, so that's good. I've uh, really been prioritizing sleep this week, and going forward, I'm going to start prioritizing sleep because that's like my main need is to get enough sleep. I'm trying to think of what I did this weekend. I like went by so fast. I like don't even remember. I took a me day on Sunday, and that was really nice. At least I think I did. I don't remember. Oh my gosh. Yes. On Saturday, I went to one of my best friend's new houses and we celebrated her moving in. And now she lives so much closer to me and I'm so happy. And oh my gosh, she's so good at decorating, like decorating goals. So I'm really excited to see how she finishes decorating everything. But she's got two really amazing couches and they're both super comfortable. So I had such a nice time hanging out with her. Oh, and then on Friday, my partner and I went for a really nice walk in the woods and I connected with nature, which is not something that I have a lot of time for nowadays and I want to make more time for. So that was really grounding. It was nice. How about you, Carly? 
Nice. Sounds like you had a nice, relaxing weekend. My weekend went well. My partner and I went and spent some time with our friends on Friday and we got some tacos and they were some of the best tacos I've ever had. So we went and got them again on Saturday because that's what we do. Um, And yeah, just had a pretty relaxing weekend. I'm about to be transitioning out of Florida for a little bit of time. So I have just been preparing for that and planning for that and just feeling really excited. It's a lot of up and down feeling because, you know, it's going into this unknown chapter again, but overall I'm really excited about it and I just am a lot more familiar with traveling in an RV, so I'm feeling very optimistic and very excited to go into this next phase which I will share more about that in the future but yeah it was nice do you have any special interests or topics you want to share that have caught your interest as of recently because of my job I've had to start looking into like things about the environment and uh, specifically air pollution so I researched that for a couple hours today Um, And even though it was for work, it was like very interesting and I really enjoyed it. So that was fun. Um, I learned about more about the Clean Air Act and there's a really cool website. I think it's called airnow.com. I'm looking it up right now. No, it's not called that. Um, (laughs) I forget what it is. Maybe I'll posted on the story or something but there's a website uh in america and you can go to it and check the quality of your air wherever you are and so that's what i did with my afternoon it was interesting (laughs) how about you carly any new special interests oh also uh sorry to add on i got a sensory light the galaxy one and it's amazing i put it in my bathroom and then when I'm taking a shower I turn off all the lights and it just looks like I'm in like looking up at the sky it's so relaxing and therapeutic and it was actually yeah it was recommended by the Instagrammer Audie Nay she has a really great page so that's been fun how about you Carly any new special interests that's awesome I'm curious to look into the air now you'll have to let me know what the website is and I know I'm late on this and by the time this episode is out I'll be even later and not that I was late in general but I shame on me for not sharing prior to this moment but I just have to give a shout out to my girl Miley Cyrus for her song Flowers because it's a bop and I've been really liking listening to that and singing along to that I love singing I I don't think I have a great singing voice but I really try and I find that I can sing in her range at times I think like we'll talk about this probably in this episode with the voice which is kind of funny because she was on that show but I always was like um, embarrassed of my deeper voice and that is like more my natural truer voice and I don't always use it I guess um, (laughs) as I go up a tone but Um, So yeah, I'm really enjoying that song. And 
I guess also to share, I've also just learned a lot in the past couple of years, but how important like a daily practice is to that has been an interest of mine and just learning what routines and patterns I have when I'm in my daily practice and when I'm not. So having a daily practice to me is really important. And what that looks like for me is usually daily movement. Um, I, I like to get my thoughts out through journaling or reading or even just talking with my partner or close friend and eating healthy foods and vegetables or fruits are really important. And I just recognize that when I'm not doing those things that aren't necessarily in my best interest, how they carry over throughout the, the week even. And just observing that has been really interesting to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. One thing I've added to my daily practice is vocal toning uh, with my sound bowls my and my job maybe one day I'll, I'll talk to you about my job I'm just not ready yet but in my job I talk all day long so it's really important for me to get my voice warmed up for my day and just have that confidence in my voice which took me a long time to figure out and I'm still figuring it out I just wanted to share how before I like how you brought up vocal toning because before we even start our episodes for the podcast, Alex and I like to tone our voices and ground them. And we do so by breathing and oming together, which is a frequency that grounds us and grounds us together. And it's just really special to start each podcast with that. And I love that routine that we have. Me too. It's so just chanting in general is so grounding. It's something that um, I like to incorporate into my yoga practice. Mm, it's very empowering too, I find. Yeah, absolutely. And it's such a, takes a lot of mental strength. I don't know if um, you've ever tried a Kundalini yoga class, but those incorporate a lot of chanting. And it's actually like so difficult. Like it's very hard my whole life. It's been challenging to find my voice. I, by doing this podcast, like it's really helped me like so much actually. Um, I'm a singer. I've been a singer for a while, um, but I have a lot of stage fright. So it's hard for me to sing in front of people. I don't really do that. And I've only really done it once I was in um, a musical and I got a lead part, which was very exciting. But other than that, I haven't really sang in front of anybody. Um, and I'm, it's just part of me finding my voice. It's been so challenging. And like I said, at my job, I talk all day long. And that's something that's within the past five years is pretty new to me and I've gained confidence in that way but like presenting or speaking in front of people my age has always been something that really has stressed me out you know um especially like saying the wrong thing or just finding things to say um I'm curious to know like your experience Carly like do, do you relate do you have any like similarities or anything you want to mention about your own experience yeah I relate I 
definitely have had a journey of finding my voice and sharing my voice. And as I just mentioned earlier about my tone, I find that it has changed so much over time and just being with certain people, it can change, you know, if I'm people pleasing or even like in previous jobs, I've had to carry this different voice that just didn't feel like it was mine. And it was almost like extremely draining to use that. It just wasn't me. And yeah, I think just being comfortable, like you mentioned in it within even my own age group or people uh, older than me has always been pretty challenging. It's almost like that role. I feel like there's people that I don't know why that hold like a power over me that not that I'm necessarily even trying to impress them or say the right thing, but it's almost like their presence just makes me feel less than, and I know that's not the case, or at least I know that now that's something that I've learned and have implemented into my life now of just, you know, where we're all truly equal and no one should really steer me to say one thing over another, but there's still just times that I struggle to use my voice. Um, I mean, especially in conversations with more than one person, I just find that to be pretty challenging. And yeah, what is what is your experience like talking with multiple people or even someone that you're not like familiar with? Yeah, it's really hard to be in a group conversation. That's one of my biggest challenges. Um, especially if like you're stuck in the middle between two different conversations happening. Like I can't focus on just one conversation. And like knowing when to chime in and like share your own point, those like unspoken rules of conversation are very confusing for me. And I feel like they change based on who you're talking to. Um, And so, yeah, I also like what you mentioned about like changing your voice, depending on who you're talking to, like depending on your audience and not feeling at home with your voice, uh, like not feeling like your body's uh, in tune with the voice that you're using is something that I also struggle with, um, especially in large conversations. Talking to somebody new is actually like really easy for me, but I don't know if that's just because I do it a lot because of my job. So I think Maybe it's something I've, well, I've, I've kind of like always been good at talking to new people, but I think it's exciting for me because there are so many possibilities of what you can talk about because you know nothing about them. But yeah, I think what's, what I found recently is with taking off my mask, I've, I'm learning how I want to present myself to people because I want to be my most authentic self. So that's been really at the front of my mind when I'm in conversation with anybody and I've actually within the past month or so I I have met a lot of new people like a hundred new people so um, it's been cool to kind of practice not using my mask and fully showing up as my authentic self it's it's been a lot of fun Um, and I feel 
more confident in my voice. How about you, Carly? What's your experience with masking in conversation? Yeah, good question. I mean, yeah, I think I definitely would mask with people that I wasn't so comfortable with. And that generally just means that I'm not showing up as my most authentic self. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> yeah, masking conversation. And I guess just as like I've gotten older and as I've started to learn my most authentic self and really learn who I am and not be who other people want me to be, I see that like, you know, I I know that I'm interesting. I know that I have a lot to share. I've done a lot of cool things that I could talk about that I can bring to the table. And I guess before like, like I said, I always felt like having a conversation with someone else, I always wanted to like, please them. I am always generally like the listener, which I enjoy being a listener. I enjoy that role in a conversation. However, it's not me bringing my story to the table. Which, so that can be pretty draining. I would let people just talk on and on and on. And it would generally be about themselves. And I mean, I'm not like a free therapist, you know, I'm not a therapist for my friends, they should go see a therapist if they need to vent, not saying that they can't vent to me. But you know, it comes to a point where it's almost just not a fair relationship. And that's something that I just had to learn through my 20s of having equal relationships and having boundaries around relationships. And also something I struggled with and still struggle a little bit with today is learning what to share. Sometimes I'm an overshare, sometimes I'm an undershare, and I can sometimes struggle with the in-between because I I think that I'm just human. I don't think that any of my experiences are gener are generally special or anything. I feel like we all go through different experiences and whether you relate or not, like there's someone else that's going to be going through it too. So I don't necessarily feel bad about my oversharing, but I can t tell at times when, you know, when it's sharing too much to the wrong people, I guess that's the thing. Like when someone feels like they can weaponize my story over me and judge me for it and I've definitely taken my power back because that doesn't really affect me anymore but that that is a obstacle that takes a while to get over and lastly I will say I in conversation with even one-on-one -on -one or with other people like even in this podcast sometimes I feel like am I rambling on too much? Am I, am I speaking for too long? And so that's like always a negative thought that's in the back of my head of, oh, am I, have I taken too much of the space to talk? And so sometimes I'll cut my thought short, but it will also make it difficult for me to carry on and like articulate the things that I want to say, because I'm like, oh no, now I've gone on for too long. <laughs> Do you relate to that at all? so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel uncomfortable 
when there's silence in a conversation, I'm sure that's a very common thing. I really am working to find comfort in that silence because um, it's really important. And I just feel the need to always fill the space in a conversation, um, which I think I'm getting better with. I actually did a meditation a little while ago through Insight Timer, and I forgot the moderator of the meditation, but it was about like communication. And he presented three questions to ask before you share something. And I've actually been using that as a little filter for myself. And uh, it's been like really helpful. So the three questions are, is it kind? Is it true? Is it necessary? And so I've been using those three questions as a little filter for myself when I want to share something. And it's been really helpful, um, especially because sometimes once I get talking, I just, um, I can't stop. I don't know, like, why my brain, like, you're kind of like what you're saying, Carly. My brain is like, okay, stop. Okay, stop. And my mouth just keeps going. And <laughs> um, yeah, especially like when I'm having a good day or like, I, I don't know, I when I'm feeling like my energy's full, uh, especially when I have caffeine, which I usually do not have coffee because I have a caffeine intolerance, but sometimes when I'm really tired, I'll have a little coffee and that makes me not be able to stop talking. <laughs> Carly, how do you feel about small talk? Yeah. So small talk, I dread it. I hate it. I probably quit my job because of it. <laughs> no, but like I really dislike it I don't want to talk about the weather we can all observe and see how nice or how terrible the weather is and I don't find any substance in it I just have a really difficult time and kind of how you mentioned even um having those quiet moments of in between I feel like that's what happens a lot during small talk because it's almost like no one knows what to say so we'll ask or talk about random points of our observations which it's nice to observe and see how nice the day is sure like I I'm one that's always saying oh my gosh look how nice the day it is just recently I even like pointed out to my partner I was like oh look at this this flower and at, as I was pointing out the flower I stepped in dog poop the moral of that story was to watch where I was going and don't always be caught by pretty things because you might step in dog poop. But <laughs> back to small talk. Yeah, I just am not about it. I find it really awkward. I think that's when my awkwardness comes out. And for me, like you, you mentioned how you have an easy time talking with new people that is where sometimes I can struggle depending on who it is and where we're at. You know, if we have similar interests, like right off the bat, I can generally have good conversation. 
But if I'm meeting someone for the first time, you know, I'm not going to generally overshare about my life. So finding those small topics to talk about and small talk are really challenging for me. And I just overall prefer to just like go head first into the waters and dive into like, what is your biggest fear and all that? (laughs) What about you, Alex? Just start off with the high stakes questions. I like it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I hate small talk, but I do it. Um, Really like the worst small talk is the weather. Um, So my... (laughs) My solution for weather small talk is I don't look at the weather and then (laughs) I have to ask people about it. And then when they tell me about the weather, I'm actually interested because I have no idea what's going on. Um, That's not actually why I don't look at the weather. I just forget. And then people bring it up in small talk and I'm like, oh yeah, like, is it, (laughs) what's the weather tomorrow? Um, So I guess that's a technique that makes it a little bit better. But if I can see outside and somebody is like, great weather today, that's very cringy. I hate it. I have two eyes and I can just look, but they're just being nice. Um, (laughs) If you've said that to me, I appreciate you. And I'm grateful that you're making conversation with me. So thank you. Um, But no, yeah, small talk's hard. I like interesting questions. I wish that you could just be like, what was your favorite moment of your day today? You know? Yeah. It's just small talk is, is a little boring. I like deeper. I like deep conversations, not with everybody, like you're saying, Carly, but you know, when you really get going on a topic, like when you're talking about somebody's special interest or I like asking people about their family or their favorite thing that they did over the week. Just like questions with questions with a little more substance. Another thing that I don't understand is why, at least in the States, that it is just routine for people to say, hi, how are you? And then you just respond like, good, how are you? And no one it just I don't know I feel like that goes hand in hand with small talk because it just kind of shows like a lack of compassion like is anyone actually do they actually care about how you are like if I told them you know I wasn't doing well or I was feeling sad or angry like is someone actually going to sympathize with me or would they just like roll over the conversation and like pack my bag and (laughs) hand me my receipt you know or yeah, same with like small talk. It's just, it it doesn't have a lot of compassion. I guess like I'm just a super compassionate person and I want to have people see that I understand them and I hear them and I'm not just listening, but I'm hearing them as well. And I think that those traits in somebody just go a long way, not like tooting my own horn, but that's what I look for in a friend or partner or someone that I want to deepen a connection with. Well, yeah, I, I agree with you. There's really no integrity in asking somebody, Hey, how are you today? And then just walking by them and not hearing an answer (laughs) because that's what we do in America. And it's, Mm. it's not very genuine because it's literally the same as saying hello 
Right. Uh, it almost just feels like a waste of time. And I find that our time is so valuable and I am wanting to be so intentional with my words and conversations that it's like, if we're not connecting deeper than what's the intention here kind of like even what you were saying with the three questions before like sure is this is this kind sure it's kind is this necessary I don't think so but it's also then seen as rude if you just walk away (laughs) yeah yeah that's one that stumps me but I just continue to participate in because it's that unspoken rule of conversation which unspoken rules are something I struggle with as an autistic, which I'm sure many of us do. The Uh, unspoken and the spoken, I'd say. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Both are confusing. The unspoken much more so. Another thing I wanted to talk about since we're done talking about small talk (laughs) is... um, I just thought of like my voice through writing too. <laughs> Can I share about our journal, our little journal that we have? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. So me and Alex. Do I have it or do I, you? I have it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Alex and I, right around our diagnoses, we were living together. Alex was living upstairs and I was living downstairs and we started Alex started it, I I believe. I know that you got the journal and everything. And you left it at my door one day. And we started writing back and forth to each other in this journal. And it just felt like the truest and deepest connection I ever had with a friend. And I'll have you, you can talk about why you enjoy writing and your writing voice. Because I have a lot to say on that as well. So you can continue. But I love our journal and what it means to me. Yeah. Speaking to people is really important to me. I process my thoughts by talking. So that's like really helpful. Like if I write, like writing down thoughts is equally as important as speaking them, but it's almost like I need to do both in my relationships. And so with Carly, you know, we had been living together and then Carly was going to move away. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I want to be able to talk to Carly. Like, and tell her everything. And so I had the idea of, you know, sending a journal with her and then we could send it back and forth to each other. Um, just because writing is so important and I don't really love texting. It's, I don't, yeah, I don't know what it is about texting. I've just like never been a big fan, but writing things down, I have a practice of journaling every single day. I just have so many thoughts that are just bouncing around in my brain. And so when I put them down on paper, it's like I make them stationary and they're just out of my brain, which is really nice. Writing's been really important for me to find my voice. Uh, A few years ago, I learned a lot about myself when I started going to therapy And I actually started keeping composition notebooks where I wrote out so, so many things. And one summer I filled out four whole composition notebooks. It might've been five actually, with just all of the things that 
were in my brain. And so now I, I always keep a composition notebook and I write in it every single day. And I think now I probably have about 10 full composition notebooks just of all of my thoughts. Um, so writing's been really important for me to just find my voice and learn about myself and learn about the way my brain works. And it's been so interesting. So Carly, what do you have to add about finding your voice through writing? I just want to say I remember that summer and I remember you being like, look at I took notes on every single thought I had this day and your notebook was like filled up in one day. Um, also during that time was when I started doing something similar of taking a lot of notes and finding my voice but I had learned that not all of our thoughts are true and I kind of learned that the hard way by sharing my thoughts which is why I think it's important to write our thoughts down because it's not always a true thought and sometimes they can get you in trouble or make other people concerned because your thoughts are so erratical especially when you're going through a tough time However, for me, writing has always been a interest of mine and a creative outlet for me. I've always enjoyed writing poetry or songs or just keeping notes of some of my thoughts. And generally, I'm really creative and express my compassion that way. I'm a big sap for love. So I, I like to write about love things and and like I said, writing back and forth with Alex was almost for me, like unlocking this part of me that you only get in this written form. It's almost like, it's like my inside voice that doesn't come out of my regular voice because it's written down. It's these different types of thoughts. They're more intentional and thought out. And like I said, maybe even a little bit poetic and I actually really enjoy expressing myself through writing and connecting with others through writing. I have found that I like, for an example, I have met some really good friends online and that is really because I'm able to express myself in these words and they give me the space to do that and I just feel like some of those connections are even stronger than some of the connections that I've had in person for years which is just crazy but it's because we're sharing our hearts and I guess that's like the one thing about writing for me is I'm truly sharing my heart through writing and it's just really special for me to connect to a person that way and I feel like they are almost in this pocket of space with me this this pod like we're trying to do here we're bringing you to the space that is so special to us and hidden from the the rest of the world unless you're here and I just I really enjoy that so if you ever want to connect with me just write me a little letter and you will have my whole heart and I'll just love you <laughs> our journal so special to me too oh <laughs> So we talked, I really like that, how we talked about writing though. That's yeah. really special. It's been so important to me, like with developing my voice for sure. And that's some, it's something that I've always loved to do ever since I was a little kid. I remember I wrote this poem about the seasons and it's still like framed and hung up at my house and I still read it. And it's like, 
I'm like impressed with myself that I was like a, a 10 year old writing the sweetest poem about the seasons. <laughs> that is so cute. It is kind of funny to look back at some of the things that I wrote when I was a kid because they're pretty like I I listened to a lot of um like for example I liked Avril Lavigne and Good Charlotte like even when I was like 10 years old so I wrote lyrics and stuff like that that was related to like songs that I heard from those and I wasn't generally like a sad kid but my lyrics were really sad and I'm like geez little baby Carly what were you feeling yeah oh my gosh <laughs> a little baby Carly it's just yeah it's funny to look back on those things or like you said oh. like see something and just think oh wow I was so like wise to write something like that yeah I I also like going back because I used to journal. I've actually like been journaling since I was like a little kid. Like I've always mm. had a journal and I found one of my journals not too long ago and the entries were hilarious. One entry I was getting really upset about a sandwich. <laughs> oh, I want to find it. It was so funny. We need that. Yeah. Maybe I'll post it. Yeah, I would love was- that. It was great. <laughs> Do you have any more conversation about conversation? <laughs> I know I'm trying to think. I guess one thing that I'd really like to work on is my singing ability, which I know is something you've also mentioned to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, singing is something that fills me with so much joy It makes my heart so full. It's one of my special interests. Absolutely. And I've taken singing lessons and I've been singing for a while, but for some reason it's, it's really hard for me to get my, my singing voice out there. I think it's just something that I hold so close in my heart. And it's like, I would say when I'm singing, I'm at my most vulnerable Mm, that makes a really good point. I almost, I relate to that because when I think of pushing myself to sing certain keys or tones, I have this inner fear inside of me of like, oh, like what, not even like what it's going to sound like, but maybe it is like, what is that going to feel like? Because I, I connect to songs so deeply that is just something I really express myself through so it's like if I'm singing this song and even going to like a singing lesson I just feel like there's so much power in in songs but using your voice even if it's not singing lyrics like like you mentioned with the voice toning there's so much power in toning your voice to certain notes and just like feeling what that feels like yeah the voice is so powerful I also love humming. That's a stem that I I absolutely love. Mm -hmm, Me too. And I feel like that's almost like a form of um, voice toning in a way too. It's so like soothing and it's so to yourself that it's very relaxing. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I think that I uh, said everything that I wanted to say. (laughs) (laughs) I think honestly though I think our whole conversation about like our voice and conversation has been really funny because uh I just feel like it's been spot on with like the flow of how my conversations go and you know like trying to find things to say and 
I forget something happened earlier in the conversation. Oh, like I tried to change the subject, but like I always use too many words. Like <laughs> I never get straight to the point. It's always like I can't even think of an example right now, but I just like use too many words to explain something because that's how my brain works. Mm, definitely. That that's funny. Earlier I was trying to explain something to my partner and he was just like get to the point already (laughs) yeah it's like I I like to give especially when I'm like explaining something or trying to to get to the point I love just like giving everybody all of the details like you need all of the details to paint the whole picture right but I guess not everybody needs all of the details (laughs) yeah I totally get that because I need all of the details and like, if I'm thinking of something, the way that it's, I'm thinking about it in my brain is the way that it comes out of my mouth. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, definitely. Like there's no internal processor that takes my words and condenses them. Yeah, I agree with that. Somebody has said that to me before. Like, do you, do you like in the past, do you think before you speak and I'm like no I don't the words just come out isn't that how you talk like unless I'm in a conversation and trying to find that part to like interject into the conversation then I'm kind of thinking okay what can I add but even then I'm not thinking like oh I'm gonna say this sentence of the the sky was blue today you know I'm (laughs) I don't know I said that voice but you know it's just it just however it comes out is how it comes out and I think that that's just like for me you know I always just feel like everything's supposed to flow the way that it's supposed to and if I'm feeling cut off then it's it's not me being grounded it's not being me being authentic and it's it creates a barrier between me and the person and maybe it's because I'm noticing that they're not like fully listening to me and I struggle with that a lot too like I'm not going to share something with you if you're not going to be fully invested yeah for sure kind of like in my life always my heart leads the way and I just feel everything and so my my heart like also leads my words so if I feel some things right in my heart I just say it um and like (laughs) I guess it skips the brain part, but, (laughs) but yeah, like, I guess something that I am trying to work on is being more intentional with my words. And I was doing better with it when I had a different schedule and now I'm have a very different schedule and I'm trying to get used to it and grounding myself has been a little more difficult but um like when I was feeling really grounded consistently every single day I felt so much intention with my words and I'm trying to incorporate practices in my life to get back there like daily meditation and journaling and exercise and eating healthy and getting enough sleep yeah your words are so important And I think also sometimes, yeah, people use their words as weapons, which I really don't understand. You know, there's so much hate and divide that people are just like putting their every thought out there. 
and it's once again just like not being intentional and I find that just to be like really ignorant especially with this day and age of social media of people just putting everything out there it's it's it instills a lot of fear into people it creates a lot of hate and I mean that's just a whole other topic but it's it's just so important to be intentional with your words and I'm, I mean, I think that's why you and I get along so well, Alex, is because we're so heartfelt. We're not, <laughs> we don't, not that we don't think, but, you know, we're, we're lovers. We're not fighters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. But yeah, ending conversations is something that I struggle with as, and we're nearing the end of our I was going to say, you're trying to end the conversation <laughs> No, now? but I mean, I Bitch. think... <laughs> I think that this is just like another, another thing, you know, like how when somebody, <laughs> when you like get into a conversation with somebody and like, you need to leave and like, you're just like, you can't like, they just keep talking and talking and you're like, I'm so done with this conversation. Like how, like, how the fuck do I get out of this conversation? <laughs> well, we're explicit now. <laughs> I know we can censor that out if you want. Um, but that's like my anxiety like coming through like I want to get out of this conversation get me out of here <laughs> yeah I, I feel you that I struggle with that too and I I get your point so I guess we'll get to the end of the conversation though <laughs> no I'm kidding but I I definitely agree that is a struggle and um yeah how do we transition now how do we how do we say goodbye <laughs> we need like I mean, we have a closing song. So if you're interested in being on our beautiful podcast, let us know. Send us an email. We would love to have you. Our whole goal of this podcast is to share perspectives of being autistic and share autistic stories and just get the word out that if you know one person with autism, you know one person with autism. We're all super different. And we've had the pl absolute pleasure of interviewing some really awesome people. We're so, so, so excited to get those episodes out to you all. And we're really excited to talk to some more of you. So yeah, send us an email. Let us know if you want to be on our pod. Yeah, if you want to have some awkward conversation with us, hop on in. And our email is pod.thespecialinterest at gmail.com. That's pod.thespecialinterest at gmail.com. And with that, we're going to end this conversation. It's been wonderful. It's been wonderful conversing with you about conversations, Carly. <laughs> It has been. And thank you all for listening. We love you. We're grateful for you. Thank you for being here and have a special day. Bye. Bye-bye.